Gotta keep trying Gotta keep my head held Cause the Britney song was on And I can buy myself flowers Write my name in the sand Talk to myself for hours Write things you don't understand I can't love me better than A party in the USA We're finally doing it. We're talking about Miley Cyrus! Welcome to Pop Culture Catechism. Conversations about music, movies, and the longings of the human heart. Let's get started. Is it better to be single and free or in a relationship but loved imperfectly? What if you're loved in a way that hurts? And what do you do when you feel like somebody who you rely on and depend on has just wrecked you? Or maybe you have wrecked them. How do you keep climbing when it seems like there's always another mountain? What if you don't want to think about it anymore or be beholden to anyone? You just want to have fun and live life and own the night. Maybe that's how I find happiness? Or does that just leave me even more wrecked? Today, we are talking about the music of one of the biggest artists of the 21st century, Miley Cyrus. If you don't know her, you know her. You just don't know that you don't know her because <laughs> she's been everywhere for the past 15 years from the Disney Channel to the top of the charts to the MTV Music Video Awards. She's all over the place. And I'm very happy today to get to talk with someone that I've wanted to have on the show for a long time. We finally made it happen. Ali Hoffman, creator of the Oodles of Doodles and lots of other cool things that she's doing in the Catholic world. And I'm so excited to introduce you to her. If you don't know who I am, my name is Mike Tenney. I'm a Catholic speaker and worship leader out of Washington, D.C. And I spent over a decade teaching Catholic high school theology and then trying to make it big as a rock star at night, playing in different clubs and bars. And now I'm blessed to speak to thousands of people each year through events all over the place and through this show, Pop Culture Catechism. This is Pop Culture Catechism, the gospel according to pop music and movies where we take a look at all the music and movies and shows that you're plugged into. So then when we unplug and we put away our phones and tablets and go out in the real world, we can actually know the love of God and live with the love of God and share it with other people better in our lives. So that's our promise for you today. By the end of this episode, not only will you have a better appreciation for the music of Miley Cyrus, but you'll also have some tangible ways that you can live the gospel today and find some real satisfaction and fulfillment in your own life. I want to give a special shout out and thank you to all our patrons who make this show possible through popculturecatechism.com and through the Awaken Catholic app. And also shout out to our sponsors for this episode, catholicmerch.store, who did not make this shirt, but made lots of other awesome shirts that you can find at awakencatholic.com. I want to welcome to the show, our guest, Allie Hoffman. Allie, how are you? Woo! I am doing fantastic. Thanks for having me on, Mike. I'm excited. You are welcome. I'm so <laughs> glad so glad to have you here. So uh, tell us about who you are and uh, what you do. Yeah, uh, that's a great question. Uh, my name is Allie Hoffman. I live in Dallas, Texas. Um, I am, my full-time job is preaching Jesus. So I go, I, I recently was just praying about this of like, when people ask me, what do you do? And I say, that's an excellent question. I have no idea. I just go where the Lord tells me to go. So I consider myself like a missionary evangelist, I guess. Like I go to conferences and retreats and tell people about Jesus um, and just preach him and the freedom that he offers and invite people into life with Jesus as well as um, you said, I have an art Instagram account called the Oodles of Doodles where 
praying through what that is. I started it as a New Year's <laughs> resolution just to get better at hand lettering and it grew into a ministry and I'm just praying through right now some big things um, of what the Lord wants to do with that. But basically, yeah, I love Jesus. I love people and I love telling people about Jesus. So wherever yeah. the Lord <laughs> invites me to be, then awesome. I was just, uh -huh. we were just talking about, I was just in Columbia right before we're recording this and um yeah just with the doors that the lord columbia is like in south america yeah south america like latin america <laughs> i know so many people are like like south carolina and that south carolina north carolina south carolina Somewhere. there's a columbia in maryland so i don't know yeah oh yeah. and also that yeah so yeah south yeah. america so just yeah going where the lord wants me to go so happy to be here happy to talk all things miley cyrus let's do it <laughs> Yeah, you've been on my list of people to talk to for a while. I think I first became aware of you through the Oodles of Doodles just on on Catholic Instagram. And I was like, oh, this is some cool art. I'll follow this. And Amazing. then I, I've been following uh, Edmund Mitchell, who was on my show a few months ago. I've been following yeah, him and you were uh, a guest on his show. And I was uh -huh. like, oh, that's that's that same person. And then I, you were you just showed up on like Allison Sullivan's podcast or Ryan O'Hara's podcast, a couple other places. It was like, oh, so she does like three different things she could be like famous for. But <laughs> and she, so and I just I could. It just your your heart for Jesus and for G mm. the Lord's people comes through very clearly in all that mm. you do. So you, you've been on my list for a while of like, okay, on Honor. my needs to be on my show at some point. So I'm glad we made it happen. I'm glad you're here and listeners. I think you're gonna uh, like what she has to say. So uh, Miley Cyrus, she has two Grammy nominations, which I was kind of surprised she didn't have more, more Grammys. But she's uh, same, been on yeah. the music scene. Yeah, she's been on the music scene since the mid 2000s. She has. Uh, six or seven albums starting with meet Miley Cyrus in 2007 breakout in 2008 can't be tamed in 2010 bangers with a Z in 2013, which I think is when a lot of people uh, got to know her uh, Miley Cyrus and her dead pets was the next the album in 2015. Also with a Z sure. Sure. Really <laughs> younger now in 2017 <laughs> plastic hearts in 2020 and endless summer vacation in 2023 with uh the song that is all over the place everywhere on the radio and on tiktok and everywhere you go uh you can't go anywhere without hearing uh her new song flowers all over the place so i figured this was the time to talk about <laughs> miley cyrus she's back yes. she's back in the spotlight all right so we'll talk about her music artistically and then we're going to get into the themes and the spirituality and some of the things that maybe we can learn from some of her lyrics so artistically what do we like about our friend miley yeah i mean it, it is interesting like because she like she grew up on like the disney right the disney world and like yeah kind of then broke out of that and like I think the songs that she writes are very real and vulnerable. And I think what a lot of people can relate to of like, I've experienced that or like, girl, you can't buy yourself flowers or like, you can do this or like, you know, like that kind of thing. And just like, yeah, the, the way that she writes things is I think can be very relatable to people and, and just like raw and vulnerable instead of like, you know, some things are just like, okay, like, I can't relate to that at all. <laughs> yeah, she. Uh, th this was a little bit. Uh, I I'm I'm a little older than than you, and, uh, and definitely than some of my my students who grew up on Hannah Montana, and so yeah. they knew her from there. And then she kind of broke out to become this 
pop star. And I, rem I remember hearing the name Hannah Montana and I wasn't really sure what it was. And then uh, one of my students on a retreat one time used the climb as like a meditation song at the end of his witness talk. And wow. he, he was, he was, he was like a foot, he was like a football player and a wrestler. And he, he was like kind of a tough guy, but he was like, now y'all, I know this song is Hannah Montana, <laughs> but my sister plays it all the time, my little sister. And this just, it speaks to my heart and he played it and it like worked perfectly. And everyone was like singing along and sweating, like all these, all these like juniors and seniors in high school. It was awesome. Yeah. So shout out to Jimmy and Leslin Ham who will recognize that story. <laughs> That's, it's like um, people are like, yes, it is the climb. Like, yeah, they're just something yeah, that speaks to like, like, oh yes, I can feel like it, it speaks to a deep part of us, like the songs that she yeah. can write. Yeah. Some uh -huh. of her songs. Yeah. Well, and she's, she's got these, um, one, she's got a really cool voice. I think it's like a little oh. bit country. Yeah. Like she, she that she has a great cover of Jolene by Dolly Parton, yes. which is like really good. She has a couple really good covers. She cover, cover covers a, a Billy mm -hmm. Irish song that I really like. I'm drawing a blank on the name, but just, yeah, whenever she does a cover that on YouTube, on SE, like my Cyrus covers this way. I click on that. Cause she's Done. got a great voice. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, but it I is, find it is a lot very of her... unique. It, it like yeah. more, a lot of women. I'm I'm finding like a lot of women singers like either it's like you don't hear like the it's more of the low tenor like the more rough kind of side of things, which that's mm -hmm. what like how I sing as well. So I can like relate to that. I think it is a very unique voice that she has, which yeah, I love. yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, I love it too. Yeah, and a lot of emotion comes comes through with it. Mm -hmm. Um. Also love a lot of her songs are stories, mm -hmm. like even flowers. It starts off like we were good. We were gold. But then this happened, you know, uh, even party in the USA, you know, she hopped off the plane at LAX, you know, and she's thinking about this, but then she gets in the taxi cab and then this happens. And, you know, so they are telling, telling stories. We, we, we tend to think of ballads as like these slow love songs, these slow, powerful, emotional love songs. But the word ballad in like poetry just means a poem that tells a story. Mm. And so that's a lot of her songs are, are our ballads and kind of the classical sense of yeah. they're telling a story. And I think that comes out of her kind of country pedigree mm -hmm. of growing up in Nashville, being Billy Ray Cyrus's daughter. There's, there's a strong kind of like Taylor Swift is, is very similar. There's a strong storytelling yeah. element. And the, every time you come back to the chorus, there's almost like, it's the same words are very similar words, but it's kind of a new twist because you've got a whole other verse of story underneath. So uh, I really like that aspect of her. Absolutely. Yeah. I was um, going to say it's very similar to like Taylor Swift and like why I think yeah. Taylor Swift is so big and like why she has this cult like following because people she's yeah. writing stories and like writing songs out of her experience of life. And like it's kind of what everyone can experience and go through and relate to. And, and when you realize like, oh, I'm not the only one and it gives voice to I'm not alone in this and like, oh, other yeah. people are experiencing and like people gravitate towards that and like want to be a part. I mean, I think it goes back to like people want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. And so they want to like be able to relate in this way. And when someone tells these stories of, oh, wow, okay, maybe I'm not alone in this. And I'm not yeah, crazy. Absolutely. Like thinking of this or something. <laughs> I'm not alone. Yeah. Or even if, even if I am crazy, I'm not the only one who's crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Someone else could be crazy with me. So come on. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, listeners, if you didn't know it, we have three episodes about Taylor Swift, so you can go back and listen to those. Go check it out. <laughs> and uh, probably probably another one coming later this year because I may or may not be going to see Taylor in about a month. So No way. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Live recording. There you go. So, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I love nice. it. All right. Good. So and anything else about Miley artistically that we like or we don't like that we should share before we dive into some of the themes? 
I mean, I, I think it is interesting when you talk about, especially pop stars that you see in one light. Like, for example, like her going from Disney and that, that I remember, like, she kind of, we're kind of similar ages. And so I remember the mm-hmm. transition that she had from Disney to, like, pop and, like, to that. And, like, we had this one idea of, like, innocent, you know, a little girl. And then she did this one, like, dance, I think, with, like, pole dancing or something like that. And everyone was, like, shocked. And everyone was, like, oh, my gosh. And they just, like, railed on her. And I remember thinking, like, to be in that public light at such a young age and to go through, like, what I think is, like, a natural, like, trying to figure out your life and trying to figure out like your purpose and where you stand in these big things it is interesting with Miley of like like to see her music transition into like just I think where she was in life and how people either love it or they're like oh my gosh like we have this like unrealistic standard for someone who's like going through something in a very public light um so I, I I appreciate like what she like her true of just like i'm just trying to figure this out and like there was a time mm. where she was what are you doing miley a little worried for you until <laughs> we're like okay a little yeah. like balanced out but i think it's like natural like thank god i always think yeah. like i would never be on disney channel obviously but i also mm-hmm. like thank god i never was like in that kind of light because i can yeah, imagine growing that up pressure. famous like going yes. going through all the stuff of, of adolescence and then all the pressure of like, oh, well, if you want to maintain this career, like you've got to, you've got to transition out of being the Disney character to uh-huh. an adult musician. And so that means you've got to be sexy. And that means you, you've, you've got to push the boundaries and, and show people you're not just this. And uh, yeah, yeah, I can see how that would totally wreck you. And in some, I mean, Justin Bieber kind of followed a similar track and he went off Absolutely. the rails for a while. And, Absolutely. Um, just Justin Timberlake, like you can, you, Brittany, you can, go down the list a lot. You grow up young and famous and it's, it's not fame does messy things to you. I think it's, yeah. it's not I, good. I, you you know, know, there's so many people that are like, I want that lifestyle. Like I want like, especially young people, like that's the epitome mm. of success and the epitome of life is to, and I really think it speaks just to like a deeper heart issue of we want to be mm. known, seen and loved. And so I'm going to reach Ooh. for this big kind of thing. Cause that's, like that platform when you don't even realize like even i know celebrities talk about this all the time of like money does not change the hole in your heart like money does not fame does not do this but we still think like oh but maybe it will work for me like maybe it will do that and so like maybe it didn't work for them but maybe for me and so to see especially miley i think she's like a great case like to look at of this woman because she grew up like with christian roots and like as a yeah. cre- I don't know what her beliefs are now, but like to see that and to have and, and like to see that fame and yeah, I'm like I never want to be famous. Like I really, I'm good. Yeah. So I, I feel down. I feel like personally attacked by the last two minutes of what you said, Allie. <laughs> no, in a good way. In a good way. I was like, man, has she been like going through my prayer journal? She been talking to my spiritual director or my therapist or any Surprise. you know or my wife? <laughs> Bring him. Your wife is now here with me. Bring her out. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I, I've shared this on the show before, but sometimes just like we'll be, ha- my wife and I'll be hanging out around the house, you know, and, and she'll just kind of notice something is up with me. And she'll be like, do you need attention? And I'm like, yes, I need attention. <laughs> like, thank you for noticing. Finally, you noticed. I need and that, attention. That, that, that's maybe like, that's, maybe that's the youngest child in me, but I've, I've like, there's always been a desire within yeah. me to like be famous. And that's something I've wrestled with in my prayer life for like yeah. 
a decade or more is, you know, it's all for you, God. It's all for your glory. But like, still, there's something within me that like wants to start a YouTube channel or wants to go become a teacher and have people, you know, pay attention to me all day. Like, wants to go stand on stage and, you know, sing. There, there, there's something in me, and I, like, I know part of that is, you know, there, there's a good part of that and a bad part of that. So, like, balancing that and trying to internalize the good and having the Lord speak into that is like a crucial part of my prayer life, like daily. Yeah, no. um, mm -hmm. And so uh, I loved what you said. You said it's like a desire to be um, like seen and loved. What what did you Known, say? Can you seen remember? And loved. Yeah. Known, like, seen, and loved. Man. Like yeah. I think that's a, that's just it. A, that's it. I mean, and it's like everyone has that desire, no matter if you're an introvert or extrovert, whatever personality type that you are. Like this desire to be known, and ultimately, like at, like coming from a Christian perspective, like we know the person the ultimate fulfillment of all desire but when you don't have that context in your life of course you're going to go to the like if if you don't believe in god or if you don't believe in that like of course you're going to try to go to the highest kind of hype but even if you do mm -hmm. like that innate like i don't think it's a bad thing to desire that but like when it becomes yeah. uh like fulfilling like that is the peak of success that is the peak of life yeah. and and it like distorts um just like your perspective on life or i think that's and when it becomes all consuming of like there's what it yeah. is and to keep it in check when, it, when is it ever enough right exactly when is it ever enough like my, my, miley you were famous at 15 and had millions of people watching your show yeah is that not enough now you want to be a singer you know and again that's not necessarily bad but you know yeah. Once you got the Grammy, did you want another Grammy? Uh, you know, I heard Jim Jim Carrey one time was was at an award show or whatever. Like a, it was it was the Oscars or Golden Globes or whatever, and he got up and he was presenting an award and goes, "Hello, I am Golden Globe nominee Jim Carrey" or something like that. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and just kind of like he was kind of making fun of the whole thing. Like once mm. I get an award, then like that'll tell me who I you know that that'll give me value. And um, mm -hmm. I saw someone complaining about like. Beyonce didn't get, you know, album of the year or something like that. Meanwhile, yeah. like Beyonce has like the record or is tied for the record for like the artist with the most Grammys or whatever. And it's like, yeah. okay, like, yeah, you can want album of the year, but at the end of the day, like Beyonce is doing fine. You and know, <laughs> she's doing right. okay. Jim Carrey's doing fine. Like, great. Um, yeah. So, so I feel like this is a good segue into, um, did you have something else to say on that? No, I mean, I could talk on that for hours, but yeah. Okay, good. Well, let's, let's, I think there's a good segue into flowers. So this is the song that's really popular right now. Um, I could buy myself flowers. I can hold my own hand, talk to myself for hours, the things you don't understand. So a lot of people suspect, uh, and it's, I mean, it seems pretty clear. This is, this is about her breakup with Liam Hemsworth. Who yeah. I think they were married for a while. And so okay. she's like, you know, we were good. We were gold kind of dream that can't be sold. We were right until we weren't. Build a home and watch it burn. So it's all about their breakup and their divorce. And she's like, well, but then I remembered like I can do all this stuff for myself. So mm -hmm. I can paint my nails. I can, uh, which are just as red as the roses that you left, you know, no remorse, no regret. I forgive every word you said. So let's, let's kind of walk through this. Mm -hmm. Where's the gold in this? Like, where's the good thing where we can be like, okay, Miley, really? good, solid life hack, yeah. good advice. And where's yeah. the like, no. So what, yeah. what do you see here, Allie? I mean, I think it's interesting of, um, like, especially, like, I think the good is, like, kind of in this song, I kind of feel like it is a recognition of, like, someone won't fulfill you. Like, 
to yeah. put all this like you can't of course you can buy yourself like you i i don't need someone else to fulfill like another person to fulfill me like i can't buy myself flowers mm -hmm. i can't talk to myself like like they always talk about like when you're in a relationship it's like you put your 50 percent, and the other person completes you and it's just like that's actually not a good thing like you should put your whole self yeah. but also realizing like man if i think the recognition in here is like the the idea that it's not necessarily a complete fulfillment if you are married or if you are in a relationship like that's not ultimately going to fulfill you um it's a good thing yeah. what i think though kind of misses the mark is like it kind of swings the entire pendulum of like i don't need anybody like i like mm -hmm. completely dependent on myself and it's like thinking especially obviously like you can feel the pain and you can feel the hurt in this song of like a very public relationship and like maybe talking about cheating you know there's all these stories now coming out of like cheating and all that stuff and like yeah it kind of swings the other way of like when you do feel broken or in pain you kind of it's like a self-preservation of like going into yourself of like i can only rely on myself i can only rely on this and like yeah. i think the danger in that is like you just can become a very closed off person to the world or to love or to other things because of a self-preservation like it's not like i can totally see where she's coming from perspective like my yeah. own life like i've had relationships that have been broken and like like dated mm -hmm. guys that have hurt like my heart in ways that i never thought would happen and the tendency yeah. can be like i'm gonna the bitterness and the anger and the resentment i'm gonna use that to preserve myself so i'm not gonna let someone else in versus yeah. like praying I, like actually like like i can't let this affect the rest of my life like i cannot let this mm -hmm. like have this image of well then i the only person i can rely on is myself um yes mm -hmm. and like trust because we're not we're, we're not able to be our own gods right we're not able to yeah. fulfill that hole in our heart any more than that other person is able to fulfill our, our hole in our heart 100 um, percent, absolutely yeah yeah I, because then, like you said, you can become closed off and then that becomes like a block to vulnerability in the mm -hmm. future. And mm -hmm. that becomes a block to relationship when you can't let those, you know, you can put those walls up to protect yourself, but then it, it's, it can sometimes be hard to take those walls down that you've yeah. built to protect yourself. You know, they served you well in one situation, mm -hmm. but then in another situation, there's got to be some, some healing to, to take those down. Um, I talk about this in like every other episode, but uh, St. Teresa of Avila, who I named my daughter mm -hmm. after, Love um, has this idea of the interior castle. You yeah. Maybe familiar with yeah and it's it, and it has a few different meanings that she talks about and one of the ideas is like through prayer discovering this interior life that you can have in a relationship with you and god one like he shows you like different parts of yourself that you didn't know were there mm. so it's kind of like exploring this castle like you came upon this castle and you're exploring the different rooms and kind of like setting it up and setting up shop and you get to live in this castle that you didn't even know you had inside but also like what is a castle for a castle um, protects, right? Uh -huh. It's protection. So when things are outside, but a protection is also where the king lives, right? So it's like a place where yeah. you can live with the Lord. Um, and then like, once your house is kind of like set up, <laughs> like then, then you're in its stable, like you can welcome people in, right? You're not supposed to live in a castle just by yourself yeah. or even just you and the king. Like <laughs> you're supposed to let other people into your interior life. And so 
I know for me, when I've gone through breakups or even even lonely times in my own marriage, because there's there's time. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler mm. alert, people. Uh, marriage does not solve all these <laughs> things, as everything. I'm sure Miley will tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Even even the healthiest of of marriages, um, you know, there's there's times of loneliness. There's times where you feel hurt, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's part of the grace of it. You know, that's part of the the purification of it, and you still have to go back and rely on God and rely on other people and and. I think that's that can be the difference between being codependent with somebody and interdependent, you know, where you have kind yeah. of like your healthy independence, which I think is what Miley's going for, mm-hmm. but you still have that vulnerability where you can let other people in. Mm-hmm. And when you're able to do that, then it's like that that's a good relationship because you have this independent you have this interdependent person. It's like, oh, you're a cool person. Like yeah. I want to be a part of that. Whereas it's just like, we're so miserable without each other. We have to be together because <laughs> yeah. we don't know any other like, way. You know, like that yes. codependent. And I and, and I don't mean to make fun of that because I've been there too. So uh-huh. if you're in that sort of situation, no, no, no judgment on anyone who's listening. But uh-huh. um yeah, I think being able to have a strong foundation in the Lord allows us to um get through breakups, form new relationships, heal from past traumas. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So hundred percent. I mean, I think like, especially like it just in the, like the Catholic culture that I live in, um, like the idea that marriage or being in a relationship is like top priority of life for a lot of people, because we don't want to feel lonely. We don't want to feel alone or like this fear of, um yeah being alone for the rest of your life and so it can be very easy to make that an idol and to make that into um that is the peak of life is to be in a relationship well when you i mean even said like i have a lot of married friends like that does not fulfill you like that that will not it's really good and like obviously like you love your wife and like you make a good life Mm -hmm. but it's also even recognizing i feel like it's like if you're not coming from a christian perspective or background like if you don't understand the eternal and like don't understand like what what is waiting for me after I die and like thinking of those things after I die, then yeah, the pinnacle of life is pleasure and happiness. And like, what can I get out now? Whereas coming from a Catholic perspective of like, that is not the pinnacle of life. And so I need to look beyond mm-hmm. that. And so whether I'm married, whether I'm single, whether I'm, you know, religious, whatever it is, wherever I'm, my life is, I know that that person will not fulfill me. So I can, there's like a freedom, I think, in that of not putting, mm-hmm. even putting pressure on the other person to be like, you have to fulfill me. Yeah. Like there's so mm-hmm. much freedom and yeah. like having things that come and then if they go away to be able to release it and to be like, yes, like I can be an yeah. independent person and like you're not going to fulfill me, but also like to accept people to come into your life for a season for however long. And then when they're gone, it's not like a your world kind of crumbling kind of thing. Which is hard yeah. to do. Like, mm-hmm. it's so easy to say, but yeah. like in the midst of pain and like heartache and like, like yeah. it is like a human tendency to build that wall and to build that like self-protection. And so girl, mm-hmm. I get it. Get it. We. Yeah, I get it too. Come on, Miley. Something I, um, something I've come to appreciate kind of recently it, you know, she talks about buying herself flowers and doing her hair and doing her nails. And I think okay. it's, it's, it's easy to look at that and think of that as like kind of vain and kind of superficial. And may, maybe it could be with when done uh, with the wrong intentions. But I think there can also be like a really sacred yeah. way to do self-care. Yeah. You know, self-care is like a very trendy, trendy trend. But if yeah. you 
look at some of the great mystics of the church, Thomas Aquinas talks about how delight is like a great, mm. a great virtue, you know, to, to properly appreciate beauty because mm. beauty is one of the great transcendental things of God, like truth, goodness, and beauty. And so to properly appreciate beauty is like a virtue that we should be practicing and cultivating within ourselves to delight in things that are delightful. And so, um, you know, to just be able to man, I really enjoy getting my hair done. You know, I really enjoy yeah. lifting weights or I yeah. really enjoy playing music. And something I've started to do the last few years during the Easter season is it's very traditional in Catholic and other Christian uh, denominations to do a Lenten observance of some sort of penance. You know, you give up chocolate or you give up something. Mm-hmm. Something I've started to do the past few years, which has been really like beautiful for my spiritual life is to do an Easter devotion of joy where something I really, yeah, something I really love. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try to do that during these 50 days of Easter from Easter Sunday to Pentecost. Like I don't get to play guitar enough and I love playing guitar. So I'm going to like give myself 10 minutes a good day to play guitar, you know, or Mm -hmm. like I love going outside. I'm just going to go and like sit and have breakfast outside or something, you know, like something, something that you really love because it's so easy for Christianity because asceticism is denying yourself fasting. Like that, that can be a really good and holy thing. Yeah. But there's another, there's a flip side to it too. You know, it's not all supposed to be all doom and gloom. We are really supposed to delight in the good things of the Lord. So, um, yeah. I -hmm. love that. I mean, I think it's, especially as Catholics, like we can be really good at living in like good Friday of like the solemn and the fasting and like all that. It's beautiful. But like, there is the reality of the resurrection and because we're on this side of history like we know the resurrection and the joy mm-hmm. that comes and like oh, i yeah. think sometimes like even like people will see this and they'll think like oh it's it's like you said it's vain or it's like doesn't matter or whatever but it's like the lord like delights in that like the joys yeah. and the happiness and like even this lent it was interesting because when i was praying they're like okay what am i going to do this lent i usually like yeah the super tough like kind of thing like whatever and i was as i was praying i just realized like lord like i don't know you at like i know you as friend i know you as father but i don't know you as like lover and like as someone who like delights in me and i was just i felt like i was just invited just to be into like how are you loving me during this lent and like, what are you doing? And there was like just instances of things that like I would just go through my day and there would be like random flowers that showed up my doorstep or like there would be things that like that I just felt like like I would indulge in different things, even though it's Lent and it's like penance. But like to realize that the Lord still even wants to delight in you. And like he's not like a like a like you must suffer and it has to be like this, but like the joy of that and like the joy of of like letting him take care of you and letting him like mm-hmm. love you as a father or as a lover, as like the bridegroom. Um, I know on here yeah. too, we're talking about like, it's so easy to swing the pendulum of like, I'm going to take care of everything myself that even, even the idea like that can affect your mind of like, even on God, like I'm not going to even rely on the Lord. And like, I'm even going to like self-reliance and self-control and like control everything because I don't want to get hurt again. And how much that like, mm-hmm like builds up your wall um even to what the lord wants to do in your life and like how he wants to show you can i take care of you like can i show you Mm. that i want to provide that i want to be this person in your life i'm not just like someone up in the sky who creates everything and then is just like away from you but i want to be like a part of the intimate details of your life um in a good way not to control you and not to like make you my puppet but like 
to show you that I can provide and to show you that I am um, someone who cares about you, but you are known, seen, and loved um, in a very real yeah. way, not just like on Sunday mm -hmm. or like whenever you go to church, if you go to church, but like, I actually do want to take care of you in a gentle and tender way, if you would let me. Um, and that's the thing, if wow. you let me. Um, yeah, well, and I think I think that's a hard thing for a lot of us who grew up in a Catholicism that was either kind of or a Christianity that was kind of like fire and brim, brimstone. 100%. Here's the rules of the bad things you don't do, mm -hmm. and if you do, like God's going to send you to hell because He loves you supposedly. <laughs> yeah, or yeah. a sort of or a sort of Christianity that's like here's the observances and you go and you say these prayers and you do this on Sunday and then religious like a very 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 rule observance based but it's kind of the 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 ritual is is just kind of empty ritual in a yeah. lot of ways and i hear you describing this idea of god as a lover which sounds can sound i think to some of us kind of kind of like hippie sixties, right? like doopy but i mean that's 100%. that's all through the scriptures uh -huh. and i mean that's the devotion of the sacred heart of jesus that he has this profound love mm -hmm. for us right so it's 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 absolutely throughout the tradition of christianity it's not some new age thing yeah um but you said it's there for us if we let it happen if we let him love us uh -huh. um I can imagine someone listening right now being like, what, is, what does that look like? Can we talk about that for a second? What does it look like to let the Lord yeah. love us? I, I really think that we live in a culture where we have to prove that we're worthy of something. So either even mm. like through, I have, to prove, I have to prove that I'm a productive citizen of the United States. And so I have to have a job. I have to like, like you kind of have to prove that I'm worthy of, things like worthy of attention worthy of salary worthy of whatever and i think that also translates to i have to prove that i'm worthy of this love of god so i'm going to show and do all of these things to prove that when i think we're really bad at just receiving and like you said we don't even know mm. what it means to receive and i think like for me very practically what i do is every day i have uh in my closet i have like the little prayer space where it's just like a, a place mm -hmm. that's set apart in my house um where i go very intentionally to to just show up and just to be and i'm like lord i'm here um i i know that you have something for me and i sit in a lot of silence and i just wait and i listen and um sometimes like i'll get an inspiration of like um like a thought or sometimes like there's a prayer that comes out or sometimes it's i'll go to my bible and i'll read um scripture of like the words that he's saying to me and sometimes there's nothing but i know that mm -hmm. um the reality that when i go to pray when i go to a prayer whether it's in mass whether it's my daily prayer life like i know the reality that i'm meeting someone a person it's not an idea it's not like a cool like pinterest mm. board kind of thing i'm meeting someone that i cannot see but i know the reality of him and i'm going to meet this person who knows me to the depths of my soul and i just want to show up present i think sometimes we also have to like say the perfect prayer to like conjure up his presence or like conjure yeah. up like oh now he's here like now i have his attention because i said the perfect yeah, it's, prayer it's easier than that Yes. And actually yeah. there's this great it's just book. Sh showing up. Yeah, exactly. There's this great book by um, John Henry Newman. Um, it, I think it's called The Way of the Heart. And he talks about prayer in there. And he says, prayer is not like just simply like 
conversation, like back and forth, but like prayer should lead just to a resting of the heart and a realization that God, who you are communicating with, is already there. And you're just entering into that. Like even just like recognizing God, you are here with me and I'm just going to be here and I'm just going to sit and be yeah, and I, and I feel like no matter where we are in life, like there's, and as we're going through different phases of life, there's ways, there's ways to do that. There's ways to make space, you know, there's ways yeah, to say, all uh-huh. right, I'm going to, I'm going to put down my phone or as you said, I'm going to create a literal space in my yeah, room yeah. or maybe in the car. I don't do this or create space in my week where I'm going to, I'm going to go to mass. I'm going to go to confession. I'm going to go to this Bible study, charismatic mm-hmm. prayer meeting, whatever it is, um, or try out a few things or get together with this friend or, or read the scriptures. Like there's so many ways to show up mm-hmm. and it doesn't really matter. Like there's no wrong way to pray really. You know? like, nine, I, yeah. I had a spiritual director tell me that like 95% of prayer is just showing up, you it, know, absolutely. <laughs> just, just making the space. So, and that's so but hard what do I to acci- do. What do I accidentally spend like 95% of my downtime doing? Like scroll, scroll, I don't. And, scroll, I mean, <laughs> scroll. So interesting too, like, especially coming out of the pandemic and how, um, easy it is to I feel like because they're I feel like we're just all going through PTSD right now too and just like mm. what did we just live through and kind of still currently are yeah. but not we are is COVID a thing I don't know um and realizing like how much we don't want to feel anything like whether uh, like sorrow like you know it's like well if that doesn't make me happy then release it like that whole idea like well if it doesn't bring you joy release it kind of thing so we don't want to feel mm. sorrow pain but I think so we numb ourselves. And I think that's the rise of social media. The rise of this was like just being consumed with distraction and with noise. And, and I'm guilty of this too, like of, of just being constantly connected. So we don't want to feel anything, but the we also don't really feel true happiness or true joy or sorrow or all this. And so we numb ourselves. And so even like how hard it is to just be silent for 10 minutes without our mind yeah. going somewhere or like, like we, it's just all a constantly barrage of things. And I think like, man, going back to your original question of how do you receive the Lord's love? I think it's like purposely make, like you said, purposely making time and space and being consistent with it and just showing up no matter what you feel, no matter if you don't feel anything of just like be, start in the practice of being in the presence of God. And it's a practice like brother Lawrence, um, yeah. a 15th century monk, like he talked about that, like the practice of being in the presence of the Lord. Um, whether that's like a purposeful mm. time every day or whether that's you're doing dishes or driving mm. to work or, but like you're in the presence of God. Um, and, yeah. and then and that's allowing every, that's every relationship, you. right? 100%. Any relationship that's important to you, you have to invest in it and make space for it. Right. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. So this this is this is a great conversation. We're going we're going deep on this first song, but I want to, oh, I want to move it yeah. just a little bit along. It's yeah. good. Um, I want to get into, uh, you were talking about that listlessness and how we kind of fill ourselves with empty things a lot of times. So I think the next place to go, of course, is we can't stop. Mm. So this is her song that I think put her on the map for a lot of people. You know, she was twerking at the MTV Video yeah. Music Awards with yeah. Robin Thicke, who, yeah. which, which is like, so I, I know so many people that only know Miley Cyrus and Robin Thicke from that. And they're like both such incredible artists. Like Robin Thicke's one of my favorites. His music is so good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's, he's like cross between Billy Joel and Justin Timberlake. And just, he's amazing. If you, if you don't listen to him, he's, he's amazing. Um, but he, he's kind of like Miley in that, like the fame makes you do like kind of 
stupid, not great things sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so we can't stop. So this song is all about like, it's our party. We can do what we want. We can love who we want. We can kiss who we want. There's sweaty bodies everywhere. Yeah. Uh, red cups, hands in the air. Um, I like to party dance with Molly, which I think is a drug reference. And uh, <laughs> sure. can't you see it's we who it's own the night? Molly. Can't you see? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not a person. Yeah. Molly. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I don't take nothing from nobody. Like we run things. It's our song. It's my mouth. I can say what I want to. So it's, it's very much kind of like young, rebellious, middle finger to the man. Lots of substances. Yeah. Lots of naked people. Like just, <laughs> yeah, we do what accurate. we want. So, yeah. So I, I think, I think that is, uh, probably obviously pretty harmful in, in a lot of ways and a lot, a lot of emptiness, mm-hmm. but like, why does that so, so bad for us? Like, is this another situation of God just saying like, don't do the fun things well, because I'm an, um, I, I got lots of things that piss me off and I'm going to smite you if yeah. you do one fun thing. Like is, is, is that the Christian view of this or what what do you think? Yeah, what's, a, what's, I, a, what's our take on this? I mean, I really think like, again, I think there's like two camps. One, you view Christianity and like Catholicism, like as a set of rules of like all the things I cannot do and all the things I cannot do are really fun, you know, or mm-hmm. in my view of things of, I know these things that might feel fun. I remember growing up, my dad always taught us, you, he would always say like, you can go for the short yay in life, the things that will bring you momentary happiness. Mm-hmm. And they will, like, they'll bring you a momentary like joy or like, you know, thing dopamine you know kind of hit kind of thing so he calls it like the short yay you can go for the yay or you can go for the long yay like the long haul of like <laughs> what actually will like bring you joy and like growing up my dad my parents were you know they had a lot of rules for us growing up and mm. now that all my siblings were all in our 30s now and um you know have our own families and stuff and realizing like what a good father or good parent good mother does it sets up boundaries and rules because they know mm. on the other side of that will lead to death in some kind of way. And Ooh, and I think yeah. this like this speaks to going back to the earliest like you want to talk about Adam and Eve. Like, can I really trust like God? Like, can I really trust this mm. boundary of, you know, the evil like the garden in the garden? Like, did God really say that? Can you really trust that? What you test it out for yourself? Mm. And so I think there's this, yeah. you know, this innate kind of, well, I, I'm going to like swing again, this other pendulum of like, I'm like, there's no boundaries. If there is no boundaries and there's no law, there's no rules, that's not freedom. That's chaos. It's anarchy. Like if you mm. look like if there's no stoplights because there's no rules, there's no laws, there would be accidents everywhere. But we have these things in yeah. place. Mm-hmm. Because we know that is what's actually going to bring us safety and it's going to bring us actually happiness. And there's also going to be like, oh, like I can drive anywhere in the U.S., like in the United States, and I know the laws. I know what the stoplight's going to do. I know what it's going to tell me. I don't have, yeah. like, if there was anarchy, I wouldn't leave my house. That's not freedom. Like, that's mm-hmm. not like, yeah, I'm not, it's like the purge. I'm not going out on that 100%. night yet. <laughs> and like, I think this, like, this idea of like, well, I have contri- complete like autonomy of my body and complete like all of this stuff. Like, I think that is a false like reality. Like, that's actually not going to bring you life. Yeah. 
and 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 it might bring you a yeah. momentary joy and dopamine but really what's mm-hmm. at the end of that and if you really want to like get down to the bottom of it like th- i think you're trying to fill this kind of idea of this is what's going to bring me happiness and i wrote in like our notes i was just like praying through romans i've been praying through romans recently and like it says like like the wages of sin is death like that's not like a like you just can't get around it and like the things like to do whatever you want is like it's just not a life of freedom even though it like promises freedom but really it's an enslavement yeah and it talks all throughout romans 6 about like enslavement to the things of this world and like enslavement to what you think is going to be happy and the cool the the one of the the best things about the lord if you want to look at this way is he says i will give you over to your heart's passions like i'm not you're not a slave i'm not going to force you i'm not going to force you in a relationship so if you continue doing this i'm going to give you over to it and i'm telling you it's Mm going to lead to death but I'm not going to like force you into this relationship, a relationship that will give life yeah. and lead to eternal life and happiness and peace and like all these things, um, eternal life in Christ Jesus. So, so th- there's so, there's so many scriptures that, and, and I think these, these yeah. are the ones that don't get as much uh, attention. Like we, we tend to get the, the ones where Jesus talks about like, you know, if you have not served the poor, then off to eternal damnation, yeah. or those who have served, you know, fe- you know, saw me hungry and fed me, then off to eternal life. And there, there are some things where he talks about heaven and hell in terms of like a prison or, or a reward, or, you know, you're thrown out of the wedding banquet. There is some of that, but there's also lots of places where Jesus is like, there's a narrow path, which leads to life and uh-huh. a broad path, which leads to death. Yeah. Choose the narrow path. There's in the book of Sirach, it says, you know, you, in front of you have fire and water, Come whichever on. hand you put your hand into, you are allowed to do. Like yeah. a man has his own his own free will. Um, in John, the Gospel of John, especially, it says, you know, God so loved the world that he that he gave his only beloved Son, that whoever believed in him would not have death but have eternal life. Boom. But some prefer the dark. He came into the world as light, but some prefer the darkness. Mm-hmm. And it says later on, Jesus says, "I didn't come to into the world to condemn the world. Mm-hmm. I came into the world to save the world." But for those that did not recognize the son of man, there is something to condemn, to condemn them. And that's the word that I've spoken, meaning like, here's the way to life. Mm-hmm. And if you reject it, like that's like, I, you, I give you the freedom yeah. to do that. Um, but what God does not give us the freedom to do is to choose what will make us happy. Like, mm-hmm. yes, there are things, there, there's a certain amount of like differences in vocation and personalities and charisms and yeah. gifts where like, I might really love getting up in front of people and talking and being the center of attention to other people that might drive crazy. <laughs> but like, there's no one on earth that like being addicted to heroin is really going to make them happy, right? There's Sad. no one on earth who like really going going to orgies every night is really uh-huh. going to make them happy. Like no matter how much we, we tell ourselves that there are some fundamental things about human nature that are never really going to lead us to, to true satisfaction and fulfillment. And I, he- I heard somebody describe this understanding of freedom one time is, uh, again, as you said, it's not just doing whatever we want, but being able to like do things beautifully and well. Yeah. So behind me, I have a piano. Um, I don't know. I gotta so do I. I also have a piano okay. behind me. Oh, nice. So I don't play the piano. My wife plays the piano. And I have – so I am free on the piano to like hit the keys. But I am like, I'm not any good at the piano. I'm not free to like play Mozart or like Tchaikovsky on the piano. But I am free on the guitar. There's a 12 string. It's out of tune, but (laughs) I could tune it and I can play. And I have lots, I have lots of freedom on the guitar. I can play all sorts of things on the guitar. How did I gain that freedom? 
it wasn't by ignoring the rules. It was yeah. by internalizing the rules, yeah. right? It was by studying the rules so much that it becomes second nature to me to follow the rules. Yeah. And the same is true of life. Like when we practice these virtues, when we make space for God in our hearts, when we practice self-sacrifice for other people, when we practice re reflecting on our own dignity and treating yeah. ourselves well, we love our neighbor as ourselves, with all the things that Jesus tells us in the gospels, we become it becomes second nature to us Dude. to become loving people. And that is true freedom. That's when we don't become slaves to the sweaty bodies and the red cups in <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and and, and Mali right. and, and all those sorts of things or, or fame or any of the things we've talked about. So, yeah, um, I'm, I'm reminded now, now something that. Oh, go ahead. Well, what I was going to say is that this song, just kind of doing whatever you want and sweaty bodies and, and, and whatever, doing every <laughs> drug and substance under the mm -hmm. sun. Contrast that with what we were talking about before of that intentionality of delighting in the good things of this world. And it was reminding me specifically of your journey with starting Oodles of Doodles. Oodles. Can you tell us like why you started that and how you started that and like what was that all about? Yeah. I um yeah, I started Oodles of Doodles back in twenty fifteen. Um, when I pray, I like to make scripture. I journal a lot. I just write, 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 write. I so many journals. And I told my mom, I was like, before I die, we should burn these. Because I don't think these will help my cause of canonization. So burn them. But yeah, when I pray, I journal. And um, I just had this idea. Like, I just wanted to get better at hand lettering. Like, it wasn't like a mm -hmm. big kind of thing. I just wanted to get better at hand lettering. And I was like, I'm going to do, I'm going to doodle. And I call it doodling. I'm going to do it every day for a year and just see what happens. And, and I'm going to use Instagram as a platform to, like, be held accountable. Um, yeah. And so I, I, cause I figured I was like, if I don't have 30 minutes a day to do something that really brings me joy and like really brings me life and like, it's just fun for me, then my life is too full and I need to cut something out. So I, um, I, you're yeah. attack, you're attacking me again, <laughs> Abby. <laughs> no, I have, that's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. That's well, we can pray for that. Um, yeah. So I, I, and after that year, like I just decided to keep going and, um, it grew a following and and then I just started sharing. At first when I just shared, it was just like random quotes or funny things, like whatever. But then I started sharing like from my own prayer life of just like thoughts or ideas or like just things that the, I felt like the Holy Spirit was stirring up in me and just like uh, my ideas of God and like what I was encountering and who I was encountering. Um, yeah, it kind of grew into like a ministry of, of just like encouragement and like really my prayer was to teach people how to pray, like to have this intimate, close relationship with the Lord and um, that he does speak to you, actually. Like he, you, you do, you can hear his voice. Like you can, <clears throat> yeah. like the Lord doesn't have to be this person way up in the sky, but like a close, intimate person that like I communicate with, I talk with every single day, like throughout the day. And so that's, yeah, I, right now, I, I, and then I took a year off of social media because Social media is a whole other thing that you could probably, you've probably done like millions mm -hmm. of podcasts on it. Just like what social media yeah. is. Um, oh, my AirPod just fell out of my you, you, That's So what's interesting to me is that you were able to post every day on social media. And then you were also able to take a year off of social media. Both of those things are incredibly hard to do. <laughs> like both of those take a lot of discipline and commitment. And like, 
right? Like, but it takes yeah. a lot of commitment to post every day. Yeah. It takes a lot of commitment to, to not do it. That takes a lot of intentionality. And like from our conversation here and just, just from, from knowing you a little bit from stuff I've listened to that you've spoken on, I would imagine that that comes from because you have made that practice wow. of taking space wow. for the Lord, wow. right? Because if you, if you didn't have that prayer space in your room, if you hadn't developed that practice of journaling, this sort of self-discipline to do either of those things probably wouldn't have been possible. You wouldn't have had the, wait for it, the freedom hey, to do that, there it right? Is. Yeah. Like you had an, you have an incredible freedom that frankly, I don't have, and probably a lot of people of us listening <laughs> don't have yeah. to be able to, to do things with such determination and, and discipline and commitment. Like that's, that's really awesome. You know, what's so funny is one thing that I feel like I struggle so much with is self-discipline. So it's really funny that you say that because mm. you never know like <laughs> what you're portraying, like what other people see. And, and honestly, yeah. like, I, I honestly think that it's because like all, it's so simple. Like I, I think people, especially if you're a Catholic, if you're a Christian, if you're practicing, you know, this faith, I think we think holiness is so incredibly complex. And it's so difficult, like this achievement status that I have to attain, like this sanctity that's like so far always out of my reach when really holiness is so simple. Love God and you love people like that's the greatest commandment. Mm -hmm. Love God, love people. And like, yeah, I'm able to do what I do because I know what my identity is. And it's not noodles of doodles. It's mm -hmm. not speaker. It's not these things, but like baseline identity. So simple as I'm a daughter, like I'm a daughter of God. Like that's. Mm -hmm. Again, that seems so elementary to people because we hear it so often. Mm. But if you let that reality sink in and like I'm still learning what that means in like my life, when yeah. you let that reality, then the world cannot take that away. The world cannot give you an identity. Mm. It just bounces off because I'm like, actually, I know that's not true because I know who I belong to. And again, there comes mm. up, wait for it, freedom to like. Yes. Live this out of I don't have to let like, yeah. you know, the song of like, clearly you're searching for like something in your life and you're searching and you're searching and searching. And like when you find that identity baseline foundation, you can only go up from there. And then there's so much freedom to be able to to go where the Lord tells me to go when he when I really was praying about taking a year off social media, like there was a fear because it was a lot of my income and like, okay, what does that mean? Um, but again, it was realizing, oh, if I go away and I never come back, that's not that like Oods of Dudes doesn't define me. And so I can't actually- Oods of Dudes? I call it Oods of Dudes. Yeah, Oods <laughs> of Dudes. Uh, my brother's side note. That's not, that sounds like a, that sounds like a, uh, a dating app or something. Oods of Dudes. Okay, I'm not going to lie. Several people have said like, Ali, should you start a dating app? And I'm like, listen, maybe just for me. Maybe I should. <laughs> so- I mean, that's funny. It's just so funny. I'm just like, even if <clears throat> I were to like lose whatever with with this Instagram account or whatever I do, like if everything were to stop, like actually that doesn't move the foundation of my life because I know the foundation of yeah. what I've built my life on. And so there there is an incredible freedom in this. And it's not the freedom of the world that says there are no rules. There are no like Mm -hmm. Whatever, like I say yeah. no to a lot of things that probably will give me momentary pleasure and happiness and like this pseudo like yeah. joy. But actually, I know that that the short yay, the short yay, yeah. exactly. Like I'm free yeah, to choose exactly. that, but I know that's not ultimately what's going to be happiness. And it mm -hmm. seems so simple, but 
it's the reality of life of like, do you know that you're loved? So, so I keep, I, I keep pulling things off my wall. I um, love it. But like, <laughs> this, too. Yeah. So this, this icon, it's, uh, our lady of perpetual help. It was a gift Ooh. from my friend Jeff love on it. our wedding. And so if you don't know anything listeners about the history of icons in Christianity is the idea is they are a prayer as you're drawing them. And I, I have several friends who are into iconography is you're supposed to be praying and it's supposed to help you meditate on, you know, the saint or on Jesus or on the story that it's betrayed. And I love because what you were doing with oodles and doodles or what you're still doing mm-hmm. in a lot of ways is like a modern iconography. Yeah. And I, I bet for each one of us listening, there's something that we could find in our life. Like maybe you love cooking. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's you love spending time with little kids. Maybe you are really into theater or dance or just, just something that you enjoy gardening that can be your iconography, mm. you know, like that can be your time of meditation. And like, you don't need to be this great theologian to be a saint. Like mm. you, you said, like holiness is, yeah. is so often portrayed as like self-discipline. It's mm-hmm. also so often portrayed as like intellectually understanding all the mysteries of God. And like, really like the, the woman working in the field, praying the rosary a lot of times is, is holier. Or as Jesus says, like, you must become like little children. Yeah. Really, like that's where the holiness is, right? It's not the Pharisee who goes up to the temple and fasts and, and, and checks all the boxes. Absolutely. It's the guy that shows up, the tax collector and beats his breast and say, have mercy on me, O Lord, a, a sinner. 100%. It's a lot simpler. It's, it's, it's showing up, right? Mm-hmm. And showing up to whatever it is, whether we're gardening or cooking or doodling or playing guitar. And I think probably each of us could find an iconography in our life that mm. we can use that as a way to make space, you know, or mm-hmm. do it with intention. Mm-hmm. So that, um, that reminds yeah, me of, I really um, love that. there's this, so I was talking about brother Lawrence before, and he was a, a monk yeah. that lived in the 15th century. And his whole life was, was that like abiding? Like, I think it goes back to in John 15, when it talks about the, that Jesus is the true vine. And like, what does it mean to like abide? And like, to not just have, a relationship with God on an hour on Sunday or whenever you go to church, but like throughout the entire, like, what does it mean to actually abide? And he wrote, you know, his mm. whole life, he was the dishwasher at his monastery. And so he was in the kitchen the whole time and people wrote to him and I like asked him about like how, like they noticed his holiness and just like his joy. And so they, and so he been writing back, he wrote, talked about this concept of practicing the presence of God. And he has this amazing quote that says, mm. The time of busyness does not look different from me, for me, with the time of prayer and in the noise and clatter of my mm. kitchen, while seven, several persons are at the same time calling for different things, I possess God and his great tranquility Ooh. as if I were on my knees in front of the blessed sacrament. And it's like, again, this idea of like, I possess God, like in the noise and the activity and monks coming and going and, you know, and and even in everyday life, like to 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 live in this life of of in relationship with God, like you said, like where is your like make it holy, like make it into like invite the Lord yeah. into it. Uh, it's a very practical and re- and you can literally do that by saying, Jesus, like I'm washing these dis- dishes and I want you to be with me. Like mm-hmm. I want to be aware of your presence. And it's as simple as that. Like it's, yeah. you again, you don't have to say the right words of like conjure up his spirit like like he's there yeah yeah it's a lot easier than what we think it is yeah so it's interesting that our conversation has focused so much on this like resting in the lord you know letting the lord delight in us making space because i want to talk about the climb 
Well, the climb was Miley's like first breakthrough hit. It was kind of her transition from Hannah Montana into Miley Cyrus, the pop star. And it's an anthem about perseverance and faith and about grit. Like um, I can almost see it. The stream I'm dreaming. There's a voice inside my head says, I'll never reach it. I'm taking these steps. I'm moving, but I feel lost in the direction and my faith is shaken, but I got to keep trying, keep my head held high, you know, and I just got to keep the faith and I'm going to have to keep going. And that's kind of the opposite of what we've been saying <laughs> is because we've been saying you, like you were saying before, like in, in, as Americans, a lot of times we feel like we got to We got to prove ourselves. We just got to work harder. We got to uh, do more. No um, so is there, is there a flip side to this, to what we're saying? <laughs> um, is there a way to reconcile what we we're saying and what, what's Miley is saying in the climb here? Yeah. I mean, I think like, I think you can go like you can take our words and just be like, well, I don't have to do anything then. I'm just going to lay here and just like whatever. Mm. When it's actually like the Lord gave us intellect and will and like reasoning to, and like a body mm -hmm. to do things. And so, you know, like especially if like our if, you, if you're going like if you're listening to this and you're you're in a time of your life where you don't hear the Lord or you're trying to pray and it, it's really hard or like you're in a dry season or desolation or whatever, like it, it can be like there has to be some of like you had to have to show up like it can feel like you're climbing mm -hmm. a mountain and it can feel like like um going back to saint Teresa of avila she has this great imagery of of the different types of prayer and like she uses water and like as images and stuff and she says sometimes like prayer can feel like you're at a well and you're manually like bringing up the well with the chains and it can feel like work mm -hmm. and it can feel like you are climbing up but that doesn't mean and then sometimes in prayer it's like um it's like a like a wheel of water that there is some effort but it's just going and then she talks about like sometimes prayer is just rain coming down and it's effortless and you're just like <laughs> that's so soaking in it and so i think sometimes we can yeah. think as christians like oh i just have to abide i just and you do and like jesus says like mm -hmm. my burden is easy like my yoke is light but at the same time like you mm -hmm. have to put in effort like it's not like yeah, Again, it's still a yoke. Yeah, you're not a puppet. Like you're not like someone. Like the Lord's just gonna be like, oh, I well, I just don't have to do anything. Like whatever. But and so mm -hmm. this, like, man, I especially people who are going through intense, temp like struggle and suffering because suffering is real. And like, and people are like, where is God in this? And like, especially things that you cannot explain. Like sometimes it is like, Lord, I just have to keep showing up every day. And, and to give it your mm. best. And, and like, especially in prayer, like, Lord, I don't know where you are in this. I don't know where your voice is. I don't understand this, but I'm going to keep showing up and I'm going to keep climbing this mountain. Um, yeah. Uh, and like, even like, I love the line, my faith is shaking. Even when like your faith is shaking and it makes no sense um, and you feel foolish and you feel like deserted or abandoned or alone, but like the very act of like showing up and continuing this life it can feel like a mountain and sometimes it can feel like you're just gliding and sometimes it will feel like there's no perfect i think that's another misconception about faith is yeah. like it's just gonna feel so great but i'm like okay good luck with yeah. that because that's disillusionment as well man yeah i think the the word that comes to mind for me is discernment yeah. and because there's 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 times where all right you need to get off off your butt mm. and start kicking butt. Mm -hmm. You know, you need mm -hmm. to start start moving, keep climbing. <laughs> um, 
there's always going to be another mountain, but it's an uphill battle and you got to keep going. Yeah. And there are other times where it's like, I'm just running myself ragged and I need to rest in the Lord and Ooh, accept yeah. his easy yoke. So I think that takes discernment. That's good. And that's why creating the space and prayer is so important. But I think that's, that's also why the church is so Damn. important. I think we live at a time where it's interesting. I, I saw a study that I, I can't remember. So hopefully it was a good study and not one that was made up that <laughs> well, Americans have less, <laughs> Americans have less uh, religious affiliation that at, at, at any other time, yeah. but there's actually a higher belief in God than there was like maybe 20 years ago. And there's actually a higher percentage of people that say they pray and meditate than there was like 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. And I think it's beautiful that there's more people that believe in God and are praying and meditating, but there's that lack of like a church. There's that mm -hmm. lack of a community. There's that lack of the guidance of 2000 years of tradition of great spiritual masters like brother Lawrence, like Teresa yeah. of Avila. And there's not, there's nothing like a Bible study or a spiritual director or like even people that you're singing at the church choir, like people at church that know you and you're checking in with and a small group yeah. who you can say like, Hey, this is what I'm going to. Cause a lot of times another person can say, well, it seems like you just kind of need to take some space yeah. or, you know, it, it seems like you're just kind of in a rut and you just kind of got to get off your butt and just do it. You know, yeah. you're at a hard time and you just, there's no way out, but through, um, keep climbing and it's all about the climb. So yeah, I think having that community in that, that church can really mm. help you. So I think that that's how you have discernment and know which situation you're in. Cause a lot of times we are really bad at judging ourselves and where we are and mm. what we need to do. So, I mean, and I think that's yeah. like, I mean, talking about community of, of even when you do feel like you are in a space of like, you feel like you are climbing and like, it is so hard to have people in your life that they can't take the burden from you like they can't carry that from you but they can walk with you and just be with you and i think sometimes mm -hmm. we want to we can use god as oh well this is just a lesson he has to teach you or this is like you just have to pray more you just have to be instead of like recognizing that god just wants to be with you and like i'm gonna just be with you and walk with you through this yeah. and to recognize like i can't solve anything but i can i can be with you and I don't have advice for you, yeah. but I'll I'll stand with you. Um and, yeah. and just to keep on walking. And like when my faith is down, like I have friends that like their faith can speak into like my life and like vice versa. And like like community, yes, is so important. And the thing is, the thing about community is everybody wants it. Everybody wants to be belong somewhere. Like nobody wants yeah. from what seen, I seen, known and loved, as you said. Yeah. And so, like, it takes people to be bold and be like, okay, we're going to start this. Like, come and join. Radical, like, hospitality. Radical, like, come and be with us and, um, and like, start something. And, like, let's, yeah. And, and I think, like, even speaking with the church, like, I think so many, be so many people have been hurt by the church. Of, like, maybe people in the church are just, you know, the scant, like, we can't get around the scandals and, like, what's happened in the Catholic church particularly. And, and to have people still faithful to magisterium but people who are so tender again going back to tenderness and like gentle and like inviting people in to still talk about like the goodness of god and like to talk about that and, and to weep with people who are weeping mourn with people who are mourning and like calling people on to repentance and like calling people on to be like no we have to publicly repent like all that stuff like yeah i just think as lay people as religious people like we have so much power and authority than we think we do to bring people into the kingdom yes. of God. 
mm-hmm. um, and to recognize yeah. that. So I don't know where Amen. we go from that, yeah. but like, uh, no, God, let's go. Well, I think, I think, <laughs> well, I think that's, that's a good place to go to our gospel challenge. I told our listeners at the beginning that by the end, they would have some real tangible takeaways for how to live the gospel and know God's love and live God's love in their life. So uh, let's think of for each of us, one takeaway that we're going to carry with us going forward that we can share with our listeners. Would you like to go first? Or you want me to go first? Um, yeah, you go first. Go for it. Okay. So my takeaway is kind of what you were saying about taking that space and it can look like a physical space in a closet. It can look like space in, in your day um, because that is where we're really going to be seen, known and loved. Right. And we can be seen, known and loved imperfectly by other people, but only our father, when we recognize our identity, as you said, as daughter or a son of, of the one father, that's where we're really going to be seen, known and loved. And so making time, taking time to rest and be in that space. So I think for me, that's, that's going to be my, my challenge. So thank, thank you for attacking me for the last hour, <laughs> Ellie Hoffman. You know what? Anytime, Mike. Speaking Anytime. S- oh, you got me right, right in the conscience. You got me. <laughs> I'm just do like fire. Um, yeah, no, I think that's so good. And I, I mean, I think for me, like just to add on to that, I think even pre- having space, but not coming with an agenda, like my, the challenge I think would be mm. like, just go into that. So like actually have a space, but just go with like your Bible. Like don't even bring your phone. Don't even bring music. Don't even bring like, just mm. like maybe your Bible. And if you've never read a Bible, like don't even know where to start. Don't start in Genesis. I would not suggest starting in Genesis, but yeah. like start in the gospel. So New Testament, you start in like just Matthew, mm-hmm. Mark, Luke, or John, and just reading. My challenge, I think, would be just to read about the life of Jesus. Even if you've read the gospel so many times, but like going back to how did Jesus live? How did he interact with people? How did he love people? And going back to that and and maybe even like yeah. the challenge of getting off your phone like creating like some Mm. silence, not even listening to podcasts, not even listening to music, like cultivating, I think more of a spirit of silence and of rest because even like scientifically, like our nervous systems are always like here and just like, um, so just Mm. like creating 10, 15 minutes every single day of like silence of like nothing and just like being I think that would be a challenge, which is so much harder than, I mean, I've tried to do it. It's so yeah. much harder than what you think, but okay, my challenge. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, let's uh, close this out with prayer and then we'll have you, uh, if people are interested in finding out more about you, we'll, we'll have you share some stuff and I will share sure. about if you want to become a patron of this show and get even more content from this show. Uh, so stick around for that, but we're going to pray. So listeners, wherever you are, let's take a moment to stop and let's pray. Awesome. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Holy Spirit, we just thank you for this time. We thank you for the ways that you convict our hearts, that you convict our minds. Jesus, if there's one thing to take away from this time together, Jesus, would you just um, solidify it in our hearts? Would you help us not forget it or help us not... um, Help us to act upon whatever you are just stirring up, whether that's an idea, whether that's a thought, whatever it is, Jesus. We ask that you just allow us to draw closer to you, um, that we just have more recognition of who you are in our lives, 
that we have a greater recognition of our daughtership or our sonship. Um, and it's just this foundation of truth that you've created us out of love to be loved, to share in your own blessed life, Jesus. And so we ask that you just continue to show up in our lives in miraculous ways to continue to draw us closer to you. We pray for Miley Cyrus that she would come just closer to you, Amen. Jesus, and that uh, just the witness that she has and the, the gifting that she has in her life, Jesus, we pray for her, her relationships and her family and just continue to bless her, Jesus, and continue to just draw her closer to you. Jesus, we love you. We praise you. And then we pray. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. I love, I love that before we prayed, you were like, all right, let's go. Like, oh, stretching it out. Yeah, like, oh, let's get it. Come That's on. good. So, Ali, if people want to know more about you or find more about you, where should they go? Um, So, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at the oodles of doodles. And it's only the oodles of doodles because oodles of doodles was already taken. So, the oodles of doodles. <laughs> Um, I have a website as well, AllieHoffman.co. Um, also, I mean, I have a my own Instagram where I share a lot, AMJ Hoffman. Um, other than that, yeah, that's where you can find me. I'm figuring out what the oodles of noodles is going to be, but you can drop a note, little message nice. if you want to follow along. That'd be awesome. Very cool. Well, and it was wonderful to get to chat with you. And hopefully one of these Catholic conferences or events will, will, will show up at the same time in the same place in real time and space. Maybe I'll, I'll be doing music or we'll be speaking together or something. Come so on. I, I look forward to I'd that love it. day. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. So, and listeners out there, if you need a Catholic speaker, uh, Allie is awesome at what she does. So, so hire her. Love and, it. Uh, I'm, I'm not as good as Allie, but I'm okay. And you know, we would love to do an event together so I could play, I could be the together. musician. Come on. Come on. Yeah. We, she could be the speaker. I'd love it. That would Come be on. awesome. So if you know somebody that needs an event, let's make that happen. Do it. Uh, thank you listeners. If anything we've said today has touched you, I would encourage you to share this episode with just one person, send them a text or a screenshot. Um, you don't need to share it all over social media if you don't want to, but just, just one person. And that I think is a great way to evangelize and share the gospel to let people know that you love them and you're thinking of them and also helps our show grow. If you really want to help our show grow, the way that you can do that is by going to popculturecatechism.com and becoming a patron. There are six levels of giving. You can pick one that fits your tithe or your monthly budget and you get access to exclusive content for every episode as well as all the talks that I gave in my speaking ministry. Just last weekend, I did a parish mission and all my talks from that parish mission are available, but only if you are a patron. Also for this episode, there's some songs we didn't get to talk to so or talk about. So we're going to talk about Wrecking Ball and Party in the USA. I will put that in the Awaken Catholic app for all of you patrons. So I want to give a special shout out to all our patrons, but especially Carl and Melissa Gore, Lisa and Bob Tenney, Steve and Maggie Hubbard, Tom and Emily Camberiati, and Dar and Jay McCaffrey. Thank you so much. And uh, we really appreciate you spending all of this time with us. God bless Miley Cyrus. God bless you, Ali. It was great to yeah. chat with you and talk with you. And God bless you, listeners. See you next time.